What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and we just had maybe the slimiest, sludgiest slate of the NFL season. We had six teams on by. We had everybody and their brother injured, hurt, on the COVID list. We had a Sunday night game that was just a slop of a game. We had rain, mud, sleet, hail, even though we didn't actually have those things. Just an absolute messy game. Then the the day slate was just kind of awful outside of, I guess, the Bengals-Ravens game, which even then, Lamar Jackson got pulled in like the fourth quarter. We didn't get to see him in a negative game script. Just a, just a grimy week of football, which brings us to a place where we thrive in that kind of environment, the basement, a place where fantasy wins become fantasy championships, where boys become men. And with that being said, we're going to have, you know, a, a better week this week. The Thursday night game is a beautiful palate cleanser. We have Thursday night Cardinals versus Packers, which is going to be an amazing game. I wish that they could have, you know, I don't mind that on a Thursday night, but I wish that, you know, we could have some better games on, you know, Sunday nights, Monday nights. Tonight we have an awful game, which is the Saints versus the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. Not even really excited about it. But with that being said, we have the week eight fantasy football week ahead of us we have to get into our waiver wire ads for week eight we're going to go over our top five running backs our top five pass catchers maybe i'll sneak in a qb here and there all under 50 percent owned on espn i know i did a lot of rambling there but without further ado make sure you subscribe make sure you leave a like helps out the channel a ton we post daily fantasy football videos during the season let's go First up, let's talk about our top five must-add running backs for this week. And the guy that's going to be this week's priority add, a guy that I would blow, you know, 15% or more of your fab budget on. I don't even know how much more of your fab budget you probably have at this point. I'm in 12 managed redraft leagues. I think I probably have under 50% fab and maybe nine out of 12 of them now i also will say something that i struggle with so let's say i say like 25 percent of the fab right well at this point if you have you know 14 percent of your fab left are are you interpreting that as 25 percent of my 14 percent is now getting put on that player or you know just 25 percent of the budget and if you have it you have it if you don't you don't now i tend to would that be the the latter or the former i don't know the one i just said i tend to think of it as if it's a hundred dollar budget and i say 25 percent fab bid then it's $25 regardless of what you have in your balance at that said time but Kenneth Gainwell right back to the guy at hand I don't know I'm kind of going a little bit off topic today but he's the premier pickup of the week we had Miles Sanders suffer an ankle injury he's going to be out two to three weeks now this Eagles running back position hasn't been super valuable this year anyway so it is a little bit I, I wouldn't be as enthusiastic as others now I will say I love Kenneth Gainwell I think that he is a a really good prospect he outtouched I believe he outtouched Antonio Gibson at Memphis, and I believe he outtouched Tony Pollard. I could be wrong about the Tony Pollard. Definitely outtouched Antonio Gibson, was a really, really good running back for Memphis. And he saw 35 snaps, five carries, and seven targets yesterday. So kind of had touches all over the place. Now, again, this is a team that has abandoned the run in the past when they get behind in games, and they're a bad team, so they get behind in a lot of games. The running back isn't going to be super valuable at this point. I would say that, you know, Miles Sanders leaves and Kenny Gainwell would assume this full workload. But again, he only saw 35 of the snaps. So I wouldn't go too over your skis to get him because a guy that we're going to mention again is also Boston Scott. Now, when we have one of these injuries to, you know, the lead back like a Miles Sanders, you're going to want to roster both running backs just in case. You know, last year with Mike Davis, you roster Mike Davis and Reggie Bonifon. You hope one of them hits. Same thing here. But 
after the 12 snaps that Miles Sanders saw on Sunday, Boston Scott saw 23, Kenneth Gainwell saw 35. So almost almost like Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, now it's Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. And the weird part is, the thing that I don't understand, and I'm starting to think that Nick Sirianni doesn't really know what he's doing. It's just very weird to me. Boston Scott's like this 5-6 guy, you know, just a, a primary pass catcher, you know, a McKissick, Naeem Hines type mold. And he saw seven carries and one target. So he saw six less targets than Kenneth Gainwell, two more carries than Kenneth Gainwell on 12 less snaps. So he was almost being utilized as the between the tackles rusher as a 5'6 guy that is primarily used as a pass catcher his entire career. Now, Kenneth Gainwell himself is also in that McKissick, you know, Heinz type role as a smaller back himself, but he at least rushed for like a thousand yards in college. He looked really good as a rusher. He is a good rusher. So it's really weird the way that they're using them. Regardless, Scott is worth a stash. Gainwell is worth a priority bid. I'm not too excited about either, given the fact that Sirianni wants to really split their reps up. And on top of that, he wants to abandon the run game, you know, just based on whatever the game script may be. Then our third running back on this list is sadly Brandon Bolden. It is no longer Ramondre Stevens season. That's what I was talking about last week in the top 10 takeaways videos and the waiver wire videos. I was excited for my boy Ramondre Stevenson. He caught that wheel route. He got involved in the passing game, the goal line work. He got it all. He gets healthy scratched. And I think it might be because they have him in the doghouse, which is like, Bill Belichick, please get over yourself. Stop putting good players in the doghouse. It makes no sense. Now, did he beat my Jets by 50 plus points? Sure. So I don't really have a an argument to make there. But Ramondre Stevenson missed a block on a pass blocking play. You know, when he was in the backfield, it cost them a sack. That's what some people are saying it is because of, but regardless, he got healthy scratched. He's no longer really in the mix. And it seems like Brandon Bolden is slotting into that James White role. He is, you know, the poor man's James White at this point. He has four or more targets in four of his last five games. So he's been, he's being used in this receiving down type role as, you know, Mac Jones safety blanket. Now that's not a super valuable role, but it is something in PPR leagues. And JJ Taylor did get his touches. I don't think that he's worth a pickup though. I think seven out of 10 of his touches yesterday were pretty much in garbage time when they were up two scores. I still do believe in the bottom of my heart, Ramondre Stevenson is at the very least ahead of the depth chart ahead of JJ Taylor in the depth chart but I mean we'll see how that goes now Brandon Bolden worth an ad but that's about it then we have our next running back and that's going to be Alexander Madison he's available in like 57% of leagues and I was surprised to see him still available in all of those ESPN leagues nothing has really happened this week to make him you know this must add like with you know Kenneth Gainwell Miles Sanders went down but I'm just surprised to see him on so many waivers now they did have a bye week the Vikings Dalvin Cook is probably as healthy as he's going to be this season, but I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that I don't, I don't think Madison should ever be on waivers, given the fact that Dalvin Cook's injury history is crazy. His shoulder is hanging by a thread at this point. He is always missing games. He's already missed two games this season. Now, you can say, you know, he's already missed his two games. He's probably going to play the rest of them and be just fine, but we never really know with Dalvin Cook. And then you also have the fact that Alexander Madison, in the games where Dalvin Cook is gone, it is a lock that he is going to like be the bell cow for that week if you I, I swear to god if you took alexander madison took him in the back into the locker room slapped on dalvin cook's jersey gave him the same exact face mask gave him cook on the back number 33 and you trotted him out there and you didn't tell anybody a single word he'd be the same guy as dalvin cook it'd be it'd be almost the same thing in the two games where he started in dalvin cook's place he has scored 20 plus 0.5 ppr points in both of those games so given that you are you know holding somebody on your bench who was guaranteed a you know, 15 point plus performance. If Dalvin Cook goes down, you know, he's always a guy that could have like a late inactive, you know, Sunday morning, oh, Dalvin Cook's not going to suit up. That's why I like Alexander Madison as a nice guy to just have on my bench, you know, on those hero RB, zero RB teams, because he's always going to give you a few weeks here and there. 
our last running back is Rashad Penny. He's available in like 90% of leagues. Now, this is pending the Monday night game. I'm recording this on Monday. Maybe Penny goes out there, goes crazy, but he is officially activated off of IR. He is ready to roll. Carson is not active. Alex Collins is coming into this game banged up. Maybe we could see Rashad Penny rip off a big run and be that would be just amazing for the soul. But I loved Rashad Penny as a prospect. He runs well. He's a, he's has good size. He's broken all the records at San Diego State. He was a first round pick in the NFL draft, drafted ahead of Nick Chubb. He was that guy. Now, say what you want about his talent at the very least. Let's say Alex Collins goes down. He's competing with Travis Homer and DJ Dallas for the main running back spot. So at that point, you just want to have a warm body on a team with Geno Smith at QB that really believes in running the football. So Rashad Penny's a nice guy to have on the bottom of your bench in case if, you know, he, he finally gets his number called, which then brings us to our top five pass catchers to pick up this week. And number one, or these aren't really in order, but the number one guy I have on the list is Michael Gallup. He's available in half of leagues. People, you know, got bored, dropped him into waivers. Michael Gallup is a real life, really solid NFL wide receiver. In terms of talent, I'd have him up there with, you know, a Will Fuller, a DJ Chark, uh, even somebody like a Cortland Sutton. You know, he is a very solid wide receiver in the NFL. He's designated to return from IR this week, which I think means the Cowboys have 21 days to activate him to the starting roster. So you might be waiting another week or two until he plays. But regardless, if he's healthy and he's starting in three wide receiver sets, he is a good flex play. And he is perfect because he is one of the few wide receivers in the NFL. There's very few wide receivers in the NFL that are have handcuff-like qualities, right? So like Chase Claypool, Juju Smith goes down, Chase Claypool gets a huge upgrade to like top 24 wide receiver. Same thing happens with Gallup. If CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, the guy who is often hurt, if Amari Cooper goes down, Gallup becomes a top 24 wide receiver in one of the league's highest scoring offenses. So he is a, a really solid pickup at wide receiver. Then we have Christian Kirk, another guy in a top scoring offense. And I'm shocked that Christian Kirk is so available. He's available in, he or he's, he's owned in 31% of leagues. So he's available in what, like 70% of leagues, which is crazy. He's coming off a week where he had five targets, four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And he is now, like, it's wild to say this out loud. In PPR, he is the wide receiver 22 on the season. You know, by definition, a top 24 wide receiver, and he's on waivers in 70% of leagues. I, I can't really do the math as to how that is, is even happening. I know that he hasn't been amazing, but, you know, he is essentially a guy that you can just throw in your flex on a, lead, on a week like last week, you know, buy him again, and, and you can get a nice, you know, 50 yards and a touchdown from him now if you need a spot start right if you need a guy that can play right this week the guy i would say that you should be picking up is alan lazard he's not really a long-term play he's a guy that is going to go off this week because i wasn't going to add him to this list until we got this news maybe three hours ago that Devonte adams is in covid protocol which means i believe look i'm not you know scholarly all read up in these covid guidelines but it seems like if you're in the covid protocol i want to say they had a coach test positive and if you're in the protocol you were either really close to that guy or you tested positive. I believe that he tested positive. I want to say he's also vaccinated. I don't know what him being vaccinated really means in terms of like, is he more likely to kind of shrug it off and test negative, but he needs to test negative twice before the game on Thursday night. So because it's a Thursday night game with Devontae Adams, that becomes extremely tough is what I would say. Um, that means he needs to test negative Tuesday and test negative Wednesday. So that's not great. As of right now, I'm kind of operating under the assumption as much as my Devontae Adams teams are sad about it. I'm operating under the assumption that he is not playing. And Al Nazar just had a solid game with Devontae Adams where he played pretty well. He had six targets, five catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. And he was already a pretty good play with Marcus Valdez-Scantling out. Now, if you have Devontae Adams out, 
we're looking at Lazard in terms of being a short-term play with Marcus Valdez-Scantling out, Devontae Adams out, and a game that could be a shootout against the Cardinals. Alan Lazard is a borderline like top 30, top 24 play this week if Devontae Adams doesn't play. So if you need a guy that you can you know, shove in the wide receiver spot for one week, Alan Lazard is that guy, which then brings us to a man who lives on these lists every week, and that is Rashad Bateman. He's owned in only 19% of leagues. This is like his eighth week in a row on here, and he looked good in his second game. He's now seen a 20.6% target share. Through two games, he's looked really promising. I like him in that same tier as a, you know, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Rondell Moore, as these emerging rookie wide receivers, like a Kadarius Toney. I think that he is in that tier. Give him a couple more weeks to kind of emerge. Now, I will say Sammy Watkins, if he comes back, it could affect Rashad Bateman in some way, but we're kind of, we're hoping that we can grab him, put him on the bench, and we could see a breakout in these next two weeks i want to say he had like 80 yards which is really good this week uh in a in a game script where they were kind of getting killed by the Bengals. i doubt that he even played towards the end of the game when they started pulling the starters out of the game but i'm, I'm really excited about rashad bateman moving forward i'm kind of surprised he isn't owned in more leagues our last pass catcher on this list is cj uzoma he is you know one of the weirder evaluations i've had to make this week i, was, I talked about this yesterday's video on the top 10 lessons learned uzoma is really tough to gauge because he is the tight end 11 on the season tight ends are extremely dry yesterday he put up not three catches for 91 yards and two touchdowns but that's the problem he saw three catches in an offense with tyler boyd t higgins jamar chase you know there's not a lot to go around so you're really banking on massive efficiency spikes now i guess you can kind of bank on that in an offense where a defense has to now respect a Jamar Chase and a T. Higgins, and it kind of frees up CJ Izoma to play against, you know, like the fourth worst, you know, pass coverage, and then you can kind of get a broken place here and there. You can't bank on it every week, but he is a guy. He maybe has one of the highest weekly ceilings at tight end because he gets these huge boom plays. It's just tough. And his, his last four, he has 13 catches, 217 yards, and five touchdowns. He is this really nice boom, boom, buzz type tight end. And if you need a tight end, if you're in a spot where your tight end's looking rough, you know, maybe you had Dawson Knox and he's hurt now. Uzoma is nice. He's not some must add, like you need to get him on your team. He's just like an amazing tight end rest of season, but he's a, a nice add is really all I can say about him. Then I'll throw in a quarterback here at the end for anybody who stuck around. We're going to talk about Tua. He is owned in only 43.1% of leagues. I don't think that he is some, you know, world beater at quarterback. We're now dealing with injuries. We're dealing with bye weeks. He's a decent fill-in in his healthy games where he's played the entirety of the games this season. So that's three games. He is now at a 21.36 points per game in those games. That's not bad at all. That's like top eight, top five type numbers. I'm not saying he's going to sustain that, but in game scripts that look decent, Tua is a fine streaming quarterback rest of season now that's going to do it for today i forgot to mention this in the beginning of the video but i go through all of my waiver wire targets and the fab that i would bid on each and every single one of those in my exclusive weekly waiver wire article that's going to be in the patreon patreon.com slash ron stewart it'll be in the description it'll be down below in the comments so if you're rushing to waivers and you don't know what to bid on each player where i have each player ranked i go way deeper than just the top fives i go like maybe like 10 deep at each position it's a really really thorough waiver wire article i give to the patrons for only five dollars now make sure you check that out i'll see you guys tomorrow for the trade targets video we are back again for all you guys that know i took a nice little long weekend this weekend we are rejuvenated we are feeling good we're gonna go out here get after it as always i'll see you guys in the yeah. next one yeah yeah